Greetings, baseball fans. It's time once again to go first to third and run the bases. I am your host, Tucker Wells, joined as always by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, how are you? Pretty good, thanks. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, leading off here, let's talk a little Atlanta Braves. Seven wins out of their last ten. They dropped the last two to Cincinnati, but it's been a very solid week, especially offensively. And as of now, we are just a game out of the wild card behind San Francisco. So, Coach... This recent uh, string of winning, do we see this as finally turning the corner or just another example of inconsistency and now we're going to start losing again? Uh, I think there need to be more options. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, there's been a positive upturn. Uh, this uh, kind of upturn has been spurred by uh, the... Uh, our right fielder, and I don't think he is going to be our right fielder for too much longer. I, um, yeah, that's why we signed him for like one more year. Um, you're giving all the credit to Hayward, or you're? I mean, no, Justin no, Upton's no, been out no, of his oh, mind. He has, uh, and but well, I, I don't know about what, how much we're going to sign for. Uh, how much we're going to go after Upton after this. But I don't see us as a team that is competing uh, past the wild card yeah. uh, position right now. Well, you know, I mean. But I, but I like the team. You know, I there are aspects of it that I really like. Yeah, uh, you know, you look at. You look at the, the the past week. I mean, we score eleven runs against the Pirates one game, eight nothing against the Reds on Thursday. Um, had some good offensive numbers against Oakland. I guess my question, you know, do you believe that this this is the offense that we sh- can count on, or is it just a streak? Oh no, I don't think they're uh, the Braves have a offense that you can count on. Uh, they are too inconsistent right now. Uh, Right now, the aspects of the Braves that I enjoy are things like watching uh, our shortstop play out of the world, out of this world, Uh, watching our catcher uh, hit balls, you know, 450 feet, Um, you know, uh, watching our first baseman become a solid, uh, almost superstar in this league. Uh, these are the things that are uh, enjoyable about this season. Yeah, oh, it, you know, I agree. We talked about this last week, and I agree. It's a great. It, it's actually a very enjoyable team to watch. Frustrating as all hell, but an enjoyable team to watch. Right, right. It, it's too inconsistent to like, like, be really pulling for every win. But uh, watching them progress as a team, uh, thinking that. Maybe with the right additions next year, they might be really formidable. Uh, is there? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're, we're the division is is gone now. I, I don't. I mean, they're, I think they're eight games back as of today against the Nationals. So I'm. I don't know about you, but I'm not looking at that as being a possibility. Even though we've got about six games left with Washington, I just don't see it happening. So the wild card as presently constructed is like the kiss of death to me how would you feel going up against either san francisco or st louis considering we'll be the road team uh, any hope at all if we draw the wild card against either of those two 
these one game wild card games. Um, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, um, uh, also in the past week, um, you have Mike Miner taking a no hitter into the eighth inning. So, how do you feel about Mike Miner? You see a moment like that. What does that say to you? Uh, I th- actually, I think Miner has been one of the great disappointments of this year. Uh, Agreed I entirely. Think, I think he has, uh, and, and I believe I said on this show uh, earlier uh, in the year that if he was, in order for the Braves to be uh, have a really successful year, he had to make a step uh, forward, and he hasn't. Um, but, um, yeah, so um, he had a really good game, but he needs to put a, a, a string of those together. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, something that I was thinking about, um, and I think we talked about it on the show as well, um, you know, what, what player out there today, um, we've heard a lot of people in this city talk about how there's, there isn't that alpha dog on the Braves. I've certainly expressed a, a desire to have somebody on the team that was like a John Smoltz or a Brian McCann in the past. But which player out there do you think really wants it more than anybody else? Who is like the Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan equivalent in baseball? In baseball or in the Braves? Well, in baseball. I mean, you can you can answer for both, but I, I'm curious as far as league wide, who what player do you see out there playing that wants it more than anybody else today? Wants it in quote is a that's a euphemism that I I don't believe is really an accurate portrayal of uh, what player wants to. They all want to be great. Every player wants to be great. Every player wants to be better than he or she is. Uh, And at whatever sport they are playing, um, the uh, if you're looking at a, I mean, Pete Rose was an obsessive compulsive player that was uh, killing himself to get every inch out of who he was uh, and what ability he had, as was Ty Cobb, who did the same sort of thing. There are people like that. But these people are usually kind of sick, you know. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I think uh, to Ty be Cobb a, and Pete Rose aren't going to win Humanitarian of the Year no, no. in their day or any day. And... and but I believe that uh, the better a player is, uh, often the more obsessive-compulsive their behavior makes them be. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think I think of this, this question more to myself, you know, watching Derek Jeter having his final season, you know, and, and, and he... I, I, I look at him as the he's like the Michael Jordan equivalent in the league right now. No, you know? no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, you played with Derek Jeter. That didn't make you all of a sudden an all-star and uh, on a championship team. You don't think so? No. You don't think he had that drive to drive no. others? 
Oh, oh yeah, he did. But he was he, he able to do that? No. He, do you um, think that Michael that... Jordan only had to? There were only four other people on the court at the same time. When Derek Jeter was in the field, there were eight other people, and one person was throwing the ball. No, you can't. You can't compare the two. Is the sports the two sports are, or no, you, the personality because, types? Uh, no, I don't even think you can compare the. Well, you could compare the two personality types, but I don't think they're comparable. Uh, Jeter is kind of like a nice guy, go team, rah rah, and Jordan was like, "I'll beat your ass if you don't, you know, do what I'm telling you to do." You know. So I guess I'm just missing that. That I mean, I, I mean, when you think back on John Smoltz and his leadership abilities, when we're talking about the Braves, he's a now, pitcher. He's a pitcher. So, do you think that he was um, more of a uh, just a a, a rah rah, as you say? But he was so fierce and competitive when he was pitching that everybody just naturally amped up to his level, or that he would, you know, because I never played. You know, you did. I didn't. When, I've when, never been on a team. If to you know had that feeling a pitcher of, like John Smoltz on your team. You looked at him like, who the hell are you? You know, <laughs> you're like really good at what you do, but you don't do anything what I do. You know, you don't hit, you don't field, you don't run, you you know, you pitch. You know, you do something totally different. Good for you uh, that you're all emotional into this thing. What a weird ass you are. <laughs> well... Um, for the, uh, for the future, then, uh, switching topics here, um, I uh, heard on the telecast last night about, um, the, the lack of a leadoff hitter, a true leadoff hitter. Um, and, uh, Andrelton Simmons, do you think that Andrelton Simmons will ever, uh, develop his hitting to a point where he would make the, the, the strongest leadoff hitter for the Braves? No. I agree. Do you think that there's a leadoff hitter in the works in our system for the Braves? Uh, one of these second basemen could be. I don't know. <laughs> Who is the greatest leadoff hitter in Atlanta Braves history? Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, uh, you've got Ralph Gar and Philippe Lou. Uh Both of those were not conventional leadoff hitters, but... Uh, Ones that had a real positive impact on the game. Yeah. Otis left let off, right? Yeah, but not long enough. Not long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Lofton? No. I, I don't want to consider Kenny Lofton. He had a very poor season for the one season that he bitched about being a Brave. <laughs> so screw him. No, no. <laughs> what about uh, uh, Raphael for call? I'm not sure that for calls on base percentage was ever uh, great. I mean, for a leadoff hitter, what matters is your on-base percentage. And I think both uh, – and I, I don't know this without looking up at all, but Alou and um, – Alou may have had the highest, but I, I, I uh, Ralph Gar, uh, uh, maybe Felix Mion, but it seemed like Mion always batted second. Um so uh, I don't really know. So the search continues. Yeah. <laughs> so right now I'm giving my vote to Michael Bourne. 
Um, anyway, all right. So now going first to third, uh, the Little League World Series concluded today. Sadly, the Jackie Robinson West team from Illinois um, lost to South Korea in the championship. Um, this Little League World Series was quite possibly the most watched. Uh, in fact, I think that's uh, a fact now, but the most watched in the history of it being on television. You had Monet Davis, the uh, phenom uh, female pitcher for um, Philadelphia. And then you had the Jackie Robinson West team um, out of Chicago, inner city Chicago. And then on top of that, Nevada and um, you know South Korea and Japan, so on and so forth. But the question was raised, is it good for these kids to be on national television and have this much publicity around them, particularly Monet Davis? So, Coach, what do you think about the Little League World Series and these kids being on national television? What do you mean what I think about it? Wish- do you think it's good for them or not? Absolutely, hundred percent. One, you know, no doubts. You know, it was it was great. Great television for sure. I'm a fan. Uh, and for all those kids, I yeah. think it was great for them. Yeah, I heard a lot of people, uh, a lot of sports columnists argue that they didn't feel good about the attention drawn to Monet Davis. Did you think the attention that Monet Davis garnered was a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, or somewhere I, I've in between. Heard, I've heard that. Uh, she has a uh, a family uh, that uh, supports her and uh, understands what her uh, her aspirations are, and she wants to go play basketball for UConn. Uh, that uh, she everything about it seems positive to me. It doesn't seem like there is any kind of uh, exploitation of her going on whatsoever there may be uh but whatever she seems to be and her support system seems to be handling it with a uh in a way that can only be positive yeah you don't think that there's any sort of child star syndrome like you see with young actors and actresses? Oh, I think there could be, and there often is, but it doesn't seem like that's the way it is with this little girl. Yeah. So you coached Little League, um, not in the Little League, but in Legions, correct? But little League is a... People don't... Unless you're really involved with it, you don't really understand. There are all sorts of amateur leagues. Uh, Dizzy Dean and Colt League and uh, Pony League and all of these. uh, Babe Ruth League and uh, uh, I think it's uh, AAABC, all these different leagues. RBI is in that category uh, now. Well, I think RBI is an aspect of the league. But what... these leagues are the uh i i play baseball most of my uh young life i i coach it at all sorts of different levels uh the most um the the greatest uh uh experience that i ever had was coaching my son when he was like uh 13 and 14 in a um, kind of a, let me see, what was this, a, a fall league, double uh, ABC league or something like of this nature. Uh, but it was where we 
we put together, we, we brought together traveling teams from uh, all sorts of different areas. If it had been Little League, we couldn't have done that. Uh, Little League is a uh, very specific, uh, they have rules that are uh, confining, that uh, are very limiting uh, in such a way that uh, kids can't play as well, I shouldn't say that. Well, how uh, is it that that Little League is the one that gets the national tournament at the end of the year that's on ESPN? Because they have the national tournament at the end of the year. That's but on, where where yeah. does that proceed from? You know, like is it is Little League the Little League organization been around the longest, or they have the oh, most oh, probably financial so. support? It probably has been around the longest. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether, uh, but I mean, there are leagues that are saying, well, uh, I mean, Little League has uh, confinements. I mean, they'll say you've got to wear for for years. They had this thing where you had to wear a helmet. With a face guard in the fur, in the front of your, uh, you know, protecting your face, uh, which made it almost impossible to hit the ball. Uh, the uh, and they there are requirements now about pitching that you can't pitch uh, more than uh, however many innings a week, which is a protective type thing, but it, sometimes it's really overboard and. Uh, there are all sorts of leagues that don't adhere to their kind of requirements. Uh, that doesn't mean that their requirements are poor. Uh, it just they're very restricting, and the um, there are for every one little league team there are ten uh, amateur teams that. Uh, are just have different requirements, but the the I mean if, if you have a, a a a son or a daughter today that's playing baseball, what league would you want to put them in? I mean, does it does that the necessarily... one that would benefit him or her the most? Do these different leagues? I mean, I I don't even know about this stuff until you know the World if Series I comes had, on in August. But if I had a my son is a pitcher. And he is uh, pitching in a league that would limit him to 14 innings a week or to 19 innings a week. I'm going to probably allow him to pitch in the league that require that would allow him to pitch 19 innings a week. Uh, I mean, it really depends on a lot of different uh, aspects of what. Uh, the game is, and Little League has changed, and their requirements have changed so much over the years. Um, the uh, the Little League just happens to ha- they they began it all, and it's a great organization. I I'm not putting down Little League at all, but it's just one of many. Yeah, the one that um, the coaches at the Little League World Series are all wearing microphones, but you told me off mic that that's not what it really sounds like. No, no, <laughs> you've got uh, what was that that coach from uh, what was it Rhode Island? Good for him, but he knows he's being recorded, and this is like the third time he's being recorded. If you couldn't make your 
some sort of inspirational, like, oh, what a great guy he is, you know, uh, speech at that point. You suck. You know, you all do that. I mean, as a coach of young kids, you all feel that way for them. You love them. They're, they're, they're your boys. You know, you, you love these kids. And if you, uh, uh, no, that guy sucks. <laughs> what do you no, say? No, he doesn't suck. He's just like everybody else. What do you what what do you say to a young pitcher in 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 like the traveling teams that you coach with your son on? And what do you say to a pitcher that's struggling in early on in the say? What do you go out there to motivate them with? Uh, no, no, I, I there is no set. <laughs> this is what you say type thing. Well, what uh, would you say? I would try to say something that would make him feel more confident. Uh, it might be if I said, hold your elbow in a little bit tighter as you break your breaking ball, which might mean nothing whatsoever. But he's like, oh, okay, okay, coach, I'll do that. You know, and if he feels like that will make him better and he feels better about himself, okay, great. Uh, if I have to go out there and say, look, you know, you got – more facial hair than anybody <laughs> on the other team. You're going to be better. You know, if that's going to make them better, okay, good. You know, you, you do what you, you say, what you got to say that's going to help your boy out. I see. It, regardless of if it's drenched in truth or not. <laughs> truth. <laughs> you had a stretch of teams, you've told me this before, that never lost over like a three-year span. How did you, how did you accomplish this? How did you stack the deck in such a way where you un- undefeated for three years? I, I just, they should do an ESPN or Sports Illustrated article about that. Uh, no, I don't think we are that worthy. Uh, I had a team. Uh, there was a kid, Todd Wrigley, uh, who was an unbelievable... He was like a South Korean pitcher that hit like... Marcus Jackson uh, on the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the, the Chicago team. I mean, he was a great ball player. Uh, he played, he was the number one pitcher, and he was a pitcher. And uh, my, I had the best catcher in the league, my son. Uh, we had, I had, great players i went out and got great players and uh we had we just kind of put together a traveling team and went together everywhere and we beat everybody it was it was <laughs> it was fun you know i mean i i didn't even th- that team was so good that i didn't need to i i i would before the game i had a chart and said all right brian you're going to go into pitch in the fourth inning and Matt, you'll go into pitch in the sixth inning. I mean, I didn't even need to worry about what the score was. I knew we'd be winning. <laughs> and we did. It was great. It was a lot of fun. And the kids had a great time. And the parents had a great time in the field. I had the owner of Rio Bravo is bringing uh, salsa and chips and margaritas <laughs> to the game. The fans are like looped. Uh, you know, through the whole thing, and we're like beating everybody. It was great. It was it was wonderful. <laughs> was this purely coaching, or did you have a lot of tricks up your sleeve? 
I didn't need to have co- uh, tricks up my sleeve. I had the best players. You had the best players. Hey, best players always win. So, well, in this year's Little League World Series, the um, Jackie Robinson West team, uh, you know, uh, won the U.S. championship, lost today in the international. But it was um, um, a great thing to see uh, inner city kids on a, a national stage playing baseball and, and with such high energy. So do you think that this is something that will help um, African-American uh, involvement in Major League Baseball oh, in years to come? Oh, certainly I hope so. I, I certainly hope so. Um, I mean, when I looked at uh, yesterday, I thought it would have been for the USA to have come out victorious. It would have been better if the Las Vegas team uh, went to the final game with their that uh, left-handed first baseman. If uh, you know, if he is arm is not stiff in the last game he's going to beat uh and with his team they're going to beat south korea they had a lot better chance of that uh but i certainly believe that for the sake of baseball it was better that for the jackie robinson team uh to be there in the final game because uh last year one African-American player played in the World Series. One. Uh, that should not be. Uh, I mean, you, when you watch the athleticism of this Jackie Robinson team compared to every other team in the Little League World Series, and I watched most of them, I'm like, uh, oh, my God. Uh, we, we've got to have more African-Americans playing baseball and I understand that football's number one and basketball has the youth but baseball is the romantic aspect of life and and life is either classical or romantic and it shifts back and forth between both and I whether and normally we think of these things in terms of uh, art and writing and music and like that's romantic and this is classical and whatnot but it 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 hits all aspects of life it hits fashion it hits architecture and certainly it hits sport and sport and there seems to be a hint of this we are look at the as look at the affection that went to soccer uh or uh football uh which uh (laughs) is certainly romantic, uh, as is baseball. Baseball is ultimate romantic. You know, it's the most romantic sport. Football, uh, basketball, hockey, all of these defined areas and everything, that's very classical. And it seems that we seem to be shifting more toward uh, the romantic. And uh, if we're going to do this, we need to do this with, and oh God, forgive me for this, the most athletic aspect of our uh, our population. No, oh, that was that was such a racist statement. Yeah. I don't mean it to be that way. <laughs> but but I mean I, I, I was such I, I mean that with such admiration. Oh geez. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree entirely. And I think also that you talk about that romantic the 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 romantic nature of it. 
um, football uh, in recent years, the 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 long term effects of the violence of it, specifically concussions, that's becoming a huge deal. I mean, a huge deal. And I think that you're going to see kids over the next you know few years, five ten years that. They're going to have parents that aren't going to let them play. You know, they're not going to be able to play. My son, who was a very good football player and a very good baseball player, uh, probably a better football player than a baseball player, he will not allow his son to play football. Yep. I wouldn't allow mine. I would not allow mine. And I think also you're going to look at how... You weren't a very good football player. Well, no, I wasn't, but that doesn't mean that I couldn't have a son that would be gifted at it. Right, you know? right, right. Um, you know, I mean, I just, I, I wouldn't sign that, that release form. So I also think of the great, the great possibility that comes from this particular little league team, in a year where the little league World Series was so, so popular, and Monet Davis. It deserves all the credit in the world for being a part of that, you know, and she's African-American and you can't deny the fact that, yeah, it's not something racist to say that they're just great athletes, you know, athletes from all different parts of the world make up, you know, they, they have abilities that, that, you know, some are just faster than others. I don't know. It's genetics. It's not necessarily race or whatever, but there also is the fact that the fact that these kids came from the inner city of Chicago you know, that's something that means a, a great social significance considering inner cities in this day and age are, you look at what's happening, granted it's a small town, but Ferguson, you know. Um, These kids you know. uh, seen Marquise Jackson after at the end of the game do that kind of all that hand pump and slapping each other's hands with the South Korean guy at the end of the game. These kids are just positive kids. They could be role models for prime ministers uh, throughout the world. They're they're great kids having a great time uh, doing as well as they could. I I love them. It was great. I watched more of this Little League World Series than I have in years. Yeah, that's great. All right, so coming into home. We got a uh, uh, about a month and a week, a month and change left in the Major League Baseball season. So um, let's uh, let's talk some uh, some year end predictions here as we update these every week. Um, who is uh, who's? I mean, the the NL West seems foregone. The NL East seems foregone as far as the division winner. Who's winning the NL Central? Uh, in old central, uh, you're going to have to show me that. I mean, I know the Cardinals aren't there right now, but, uh, and they're not hitting, but, uh, somebody has to beat them for me to believe that they won't win. All right. Um, in the American league, uh, the East seems foregone that that's going to Baltimore. Um, who do you see in the, uh, AL central between, uh, Kansas city and Detroit? Uh, uh, I, I I can't have uh, Kansas City come out of my mouth. Uh, I <laughs> I think uh, 
I, I can't help but believe that Kansas City is there, but I I just can't say that against Detroit. Okay. And then in the West, um, considering what just happened to Garrett Richards for the Angels, who do you see coming out there between uh, Oakland and Anaheim? you got to believe Oakland. got to believe Oakland. And does Seattle make it in? Do they can do they get in as a wild card this year? I hope not. <laughs> All right, and then on on a statistical level, Clayton Kershaw is uh, at a sub two ERA. He's got nineteen wins. He's got probably five more starts. How many more wins for Clayton Kershaw? Uh, three, because they're not going to extend him as much as they need to, or they they should, or not even that they should, uh, that they could. Yeah, where do you rank his his pitching year amongst the greatest of all time? Oh, uh, is he in that discussion with the Maddox of ninety four, ninety five, Pedro of ninety nine, Gibson of sixty eight, Koufax of, of sixty three, uh, Koufax sixty three, sixty five. Uh, uh, the it, I would really have to sit and uh, study that for a while because. Uh, the the pitching innings has changed so much uh, that you really have to sit and analyze it for a while, and I, I I'm not capable of doing that right now. Kershaw is damn good. <laughs> well, there you that, go. That is what I I will admit to. All right. Well, folks, thank you, uh, as always. Thanks for listening to us on SoundCloud.com and downloading us on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter, at Running the Base, and also like our page on Facebook, Running the Bases. Uh, for Tucker Wells, this has been Running the Bases. Coach Jordan Bounds, thank you, sir. Thank you, Tucker. We'll see you next time. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>